This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining us now, Bucks legend, Jim Paschke on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider's hiring drivers right now. For more info, call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Jim, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary uh, to right. you as well. And I, I, I just, I love having you on because we can reminisce about the the good old days, I guess, if you want to call it that, uh, from back in the day. I mean, if you go back and you think about some of the teams that you called games for, um, and some of the seasons, like when Chris Ford here was here, man, that that, that was not exactly smooth sailing necessarily. Uh, and some of those years when he was head coach. And then we've had other coaches that came in and, you know, did the best job they could. Terry Stotts, Larry Kostowiak, and uh, and those guys that came along. The George Carl years, that was a circus a nonstop, uh, even though they got to the Eastern Conference uh, Finals. But is that all that's happening? Are you and John McLaughlin ever having the conversation of, dude, are we ever going to see this thing play out the way that everybody else gets to see this thing play out? Like, did it ever come up in conversation? Well, not very often. Um, you know, it, it did on occasion. We would say, boy, you know, I'll, what does it take to do better than this? Uh, we had 12 <laughs> seasons in a row that were pretty rough. Um, I always tell the story. Uh, back in the day, we did 30 games on television, and I didn't realize this until the end of the season, but I was told that uh, the Bucks won the first game we televised, which was opening night, and they lost the next 29. So we were oh, one in 29 on TV one year. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> you called 29 straight so, losses. Yeah, we went through oh. that, but, uh, you know, we sold hope for a long time, but uh, there were years you couldn't even sell hope, and you just had to sell NBA basketball, and uh, the sport was great. It was still good. Uh, you know, you, you – I, I said you had to have terminal patience at times, <laughs> and uh, it paid off. Well, not even that, Jim. It's Gary Olson here. We were talking a little bit about that uh, uh, Atlanta series, and I think people we uh, forget that, you know, Giannis went down, and, and basically, you know, you start thinking it was, you know, really, Middleton really stepped up, and then you look at this year, it didn't have Middleton, and they couldn't really win it without him. It w- really hurt him. I just think sometimes you got to be a little lucky uh, then good that things falls and break your way. Well, I think there was uh, a great deal of luck uh, in that run to the championship, Gary. Uh, obviously, uh, Kevin Durant's toe on the line was a bit lucky. Yep. Uh, when Giannis went down with the knee injury, I looked at that very carefully, and 
it was hyperextended backwards, but it didn't wobble. It didn't go side to side. So initially I thought, okay, that's a good sign. And also uh, he's the quickest and steadiest healer that I've ever seen in basketball in my time. Uh, so I was optimistic that perhaps he could come back. I didn't know if he could, but obviously he did. So there was luck involved there. You need luck. That's one of the yeah. absolute things you need to win a title. And the Bucks had just enough of it that year. And then, and to me, I thought it was amazing. Everybody's trying to remember these great moments. But for me, it was really the Deer District. I mean, you think about all the people that really couldn't get into the game. But then the people that were in the game, the people that was in and around the Deer, Deer District, I mean, from the outside of my mom and, and my people are all from the state of Georgia, they all watched it. They were in awe. Now, although Toronto had did it before, but I just thought it was amazing the forethought of the people to think about, okay, we're going to build this huge Deer District out here and everybody really can be a part of it, even though they're not inside the stadium. That's one of the things I will remember as well. I was out at the Deer District most nights. Uh, sometimes when the Bucks were on the road, I was there for the entire event in the Deer District. I'll never forget that. And, of course, at that time, I was in the middle of my retirement. It had been announced, so I was talking to fans, and they were greeting me and thanking me and all of the things that they do here, which is so wonderful. And I was telling them how much it had been my privilege. So I was really wrapped up in the Deer District. And I would take it one step further, Gary. I would say the fact that we had that many people in this city outside together that many nights in the heat of summer and had no major incidents is phenomenal. And I said it many times during those evenings. I thanked the fans for the way they were conducting themselves. I reminded them that the world was watching, and they responded so beautifully. So uh, I will remember that uh, as long as I live. That was a great human spectacle done the right way. I'll tell you something else uh, that is definitely something that I'll never forget, and Giannis talking about it uh, at a press conference as well uh, during uh, that run uh, about the fans chanting at him, counting him down, uh, at the free throw line. I think it's something that's going to follow me for the rest of my career. So I just got to embrace it and uh, have fun with it. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm just focusing on uh, my routine, and my technique, and my body. Uh, and I said, as I said, he probably is going, he's not going to stop. So I just got to learn how to, you know, learn to live with it. So there was Giannis talking about it. And crazy enough, while that was a thing, that seemingly has gone away now, Jim. Well, it's interesting. Uh, earlier that season, Giannis was struggling at the line, and I flat out said on a telecast, he's one of those players that I believe will make free throws when he has to. I didn't think it was a terminal thing with him. I thought he would make them in big games when he had to, and of course he was 17 of 19 in the clinching game for the championship. Uh, so I never got too worried about that, but that speaks to his focus uh, he can tune those things out. He has shown that. He's so resolute, and he proved it. And and uh, you're right. It hasn't surfaced uh, to any great, great degree since that. So uh, it was kind of an interesting thing to watch, but he overcame it, and he overcame it at the right time. No, it really did. And and you're, you're talking uh, about a young man. It, it just seems like when you start talking about the great ones, how they can elevate their play, overcome injuries, elevate the play uh, from guys around them. And sometimes it's not really all really 
about the offense. Sometimes they're defensive plays that they they will make. And I think Giannis sometimes don't get enough credit about how well he can play defense on anybody. Well, and I think that's a key to that season, the championship season, Gary, because over the course of that campaign, the Bucks were working toward a mantra of one possession at a time. They did that during the regular season. They were trying to get themselves in that mindset, and they accomplished it. They got into the conference finals, and then they got into the NBA finals, and they would not have won had they not had a one defensive possession attitude every time. And I thought that was phenomenal. It's hard to get an entire team to play like that. And I think we could see that. If you go back and look at those games, uh, there were points where they were in trouble, but they would make the defensive play. The biggest play in the final series to me was the steal by Drew Holiday and the dunk by Giannis. I thought that took yes. absolutely took the air out of the Suns. And then, of course, uh, you know, they had a situation where they were up eight in the final game in the finals, game six, and they got, uh, I think, Suns got it to four, and then Middleton hit the big shot. So they were they were in the moment in a way that you have to be to win an NBA championship or any championship, I suspect. Time with Bucks legend Jim Paschke here on the Wendy's Big Show. Gary Ellerson, me, Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer. He joins us on the Schnutter Orange Hotline. Now, I will say... Uh, right out front, and I'm sure you're aware, I, I am guilty of what I'm about to say, uh, and that is criticizing Budenholzer uh, throughout that run, uh, and especially once we got to the playoffs. But to my memory, I don't ever remember those TNT guys ever going as hard at, at a coach as they were going at Budenholzer to the point where when that series was done against the Nets uh, and Mark Jackson uh, and Van Gundy and those guys took over, they kind of went over the top going back the other way uh, trying to defend Bud uh, against what the TNT guys pretty much did to Bud in that series. What was that like to be around as all of that was going on? Because I would have to imagine it kind of became a distraction, would be my guess, by what they were saying and then how the media was running with it. Well, I would characterize the criticisms of Coach Budenholzer's ability to make adjustments as extremely low-hanging fruit, okay? That's easy, and it's not true. Um it's much more complex than that. And I've made this statement before in talking with you guys. I believe that at a certain point, it's not the chess master who makes the moves to win these huge games, the championship level games. It's the chess pieces. And that's what happened. I watched games five and six and I said, Hey, the bucks on the court are deciding what's going to happen on this possession and this play. They weren't looking over to the bench. They didn't need as much coaching. And and you don't get that without making adjustments along the way and instilling that type of attitude, that one possession at a time attitude in players. So, again, to me, the criticism is not warranted. I think Coach Budenholzer is an extremely good systems coach. And if you believe that, you have to believe in the system and ultimately, that system and the things they teach and the things that they espouse every day is what won that championship, in my opinion. No, I, I would totally agree with that. I think it's all encompassing. And they have a leader in Giannis who does that as a player on a daily basis, right? That's a perfect leader for that system because he's the epitome of what it takes. You do the right thing when you lace up your shoes. You, you put on your uniform the right way. You act the right way. All of that is what I'm talking about. The culture, and Giannis is the leader 
as a player of that culture. So it's a pretty good system. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Gary, but I wanted to get that point in that they have a day-to-day guy that uh, shows the way in terms of how it's all laid out and what the intention is every single day. Well, no, I, I totally agree with it. And a lot of people don't don't see that. And not only that, I think, you know, if you go back to Atlanta series and you look at what Middleton and Holiday also did when Giannis was out to try to get you where you needed to be, I think also encompasses, you know, hey, guys, we need to win this. We get we 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 can get Giannis back. We know we probably can win the whole doggone thing. And I still think that's the importance of having a team and, and the so-called big three. There are other guys that also contributed as well. Well, you know, as you were laying that out, my mind is is going through this process. A championship team is a special team, and it's not yes. just one player who has special qualities, whether they're physical, mental, or whatever. Everybody or at least most, your rotation players certainly, and your starters most definitely have to have the attitude that they are going to be able to get done what has to be done no matter what, possession by possession. And that's not done when you get to the postseason. That's done well in advance. That attitude is built and relied upon and trusted well before you get to championship-level games. Talking with Jim Paskey here on the Wendy's Big Show. Only a a couple more minutes left. Uh, And we're going to talk about this a a little bit more coming up uh, in the next hour. Uh, As far as Giannis and his popularity, and we've talked about this in the past too, as far as, you know, has Giannis kind of overcome Aaron Rodgers as that that favorite athlete uh, in Wisconsin currently? But I think even when you start talking about favorite athletes of all time with the fan base, I think Giannis is probably at this point maybe number one on a lot of people's lists, Jim. Well, I mean, and I think that's justified. My mind went immediately to Kareem, uh, who was misunderstood when he played in Milwaukee. Uh, I don't think you can shortchange uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in any way. At least you shouldn't when you uh, look back on that era and his talent, obviously. The problem with uh, that one, though, though, but Jim, the problem with that one from a fan standpoint is the fact that he asked out of Milwaukee. And from a lot of fans' perspective, they won't move on. Right. Yeah, those circumstances uh, would would probably, uh, you know, in, they have worked against Kareem over the years. But um, to me, you know, he's still Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, okay? Right. Let's let's For sure, establish right. that. Yep. Still the greatest scorer yeah. in the history of the game. Right, yes. You know, he's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And, and then there's Giannis. And Giannis would probably say what I'm saying. In fact, I'll tell you a story about this. I was in the gym one day, and one of the greatest players in Greek history came to visit. And I said, two of the, the two greatest players in, in Greek history are in the same gym. And Giannis said, you're wrong. He said, there's another one, and I'm third. He said, I'll let you know when I'm the greatest Greek player to ever play the game. So that's his mindset. So I, I suspect Giannis would remember Kareem in the way I am. But certainly, um, you know, in my time, I, I've, I've become – uh, close to Kareem over the years because we've worked together and I appreciate him as a human being more than I can even articulate. But Giannis is a special player. And in the modern era, there's no question that, uh, that he's right there at the top. And, uh, you know, I, I have no problem with anybody having Giannis as their hero and as their role model. Yeah, no question. And uh, follow Jim Paskey on Twitter at Basketball. Same Twitter account he's had for a long, long time. Easy to find. Uh, a lot of you already follow him, but if you don't, a good follow on Twitter as well. Jim, thanks so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Jim.
Thank you, Sparky. Gary, thank you. I'm not as active on uh, at basketball as I used to be, but once in a while I'll come up with something. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.